Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and welcome to a special bonus episode of 70mm, a podcast for film fans just like you. With me, as always, is artist Danny Haas. Hello. And our spiritual advisor, Pert Alexis. Kevin Bacon is in this. Did anybody know this? (laughs) (laughs) We also have a special Halloween treat this episode. Our producer at large and something of a horror movie connoisseur himself. Back on the show. Welcome, Dale. Hey, hey guys. It's great to be back. Also in this movie, Pamela Voorhees' teeth. Huh? (laughs) Those chompers. Uh, as this episode drops, it's Friday the 13th. We usually have a horror-themed drop every year. Last year, maybe Proto's favorite, it was Halloween mm. 3, Season of the Witch, Proto. Mm. Oh my God, yes. Proto's head <laughs> just went right back now. in <laughs> bliss. <laughs> his, his black facial hair like, and him reeling yeah. back like that, it, it was like... Uh, in front of him is a is a case that held holds a sniper rifle in four or five different pieces, and he's just ready to like just finish his job. <laughs> Proto, do you think we'll be able to top what you thought of Season of the Witch last year with Friday the Thirteenth this this year? Is it is it possible for you to top it in any way? It, it's hard it's hard to do, but I mean, last year we didn't have Dale with us, mm. so we have the X factor this time. The X Factor, that's yeah. right. Just returned, you know, this is old news, but I'm literally off the plane from from a return trip from Italy. Our producer at large, make, you know, doing probably, we would assume business deals that we'll be hearing about over the next coming weeks and days. But how was that trip for you, Dale? Distribution in Italy for podcasts is huge. It's up and coming. <laughs> and I was there. Italy was, uh, it was a great time. It was a, it was a life-changing experience, you know? We got to live like we didn't have a budget. <laughs> like we didn't have um, a care, you know? We didn't have bedtimes. We had kids on 18 hours of iPad a day. <laughs> the Italian and then, dream. And then you tell them that we got to leave to go to dinner. So they right. have to leave the house for once that day and and the blowback <laughs> that we would receive. I can't even imagine. I can't 30 even days of, of 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 core family, <laughs> nuclear family all in an Airbnb. Yeah, I saw you got to you got to log quite a bit of movies though over the month. You didn't let the trip stop you. How, when was it? Was that at like after everyone's asleep or? Yeah, that was me. Dale in the bathroom with his phone. <laughs> 20 minutes at a time of random movies. That was me at 12.30 a.m. Italy time uh, after everybody has gone to bed. And uh, I, two days before my trip, my iPad died. My iPad died. Mm. So my stepmom let me borrow her iPad, but it was her you know, she didn't want me to wipe it for whatever reason, whatever. So, Mm. um, you know, I didn't have access to our iCloud password. So I only had access to the apps that I could log into locally. And that was Amazon, Amazon prime video and Netflix. And so, but Amazon, you log into Amazon prime, you can't stream anything from Italy. There's nothing available to stream. So I could only watch what I had previously purchased. So I'm like, 
Like I had, Damn. I'm just like, what can I watch? I bought, I buy these movies and I don't want to watch them again. You know what I mean? Like maybe <laughs> I bought, maybe I watched them once. So I'm watching like the best of what I had in my library at the time. Yeah. But that was a, it was a late nights, late nights for me because I needed to decompress. Let's decompress together with Friday the 13th mm. for, for, for Friday the 13th Halloween this year. Yeah. As regular listeners know, we watched the Jaws franchise together, the four of us. We completed that franchise. We're not making any promises about Friday the 13th, the franchise, right now. Oh, okay, no. we're not committing to anything. We don't even know how this conversation is going to go. could go <laughs> right. very badly, for all we know. But Friday the 13th is our main course for this discussion. Pardo, what's this movie about? Friday the 13th takes place at... Uh... Is it Lake Placid? <laughs> Crystal Lake. I got it. I got it, guys. Crystal Lake. Oh, my God. Which apparently is in New Jersey. Is this true? It is true. This could be in your backyard. Hope, for New Jersey. North Jersey. I didn't know this. Uh, so this is great news. Jason Voorhees murdering children in New Jersey. Um, yeah, so this there's this camp, Crystal Lake. They're getting ready. It's been closed, back and forth, open, closed, snip, snap. It's opening again. Uh, and there's, uh, I guess they're, are they like college students age? I don't know. I don't know how these be high school. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're camp count counselors. So they're getting the camp ready. Um, and they're gonna they're gonna have sex while they're getting this camp ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're gonna be playing strip monopoly. Inventive. I didn't even know you could play. I didn't. I didn't I Smart. Have, uh, <laughs> Smart. Um, but there's a there's a murder. There's someone who wants to kill them, and this person will go to great lengths to do this, hiding under bunk beds for hours at a time. <laughs> um, until almost everyone is dead. And that killer is then revealed in a final showdown with the final girl. Um, and she gets de- decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Friday the 13th. Oh, my God. What an, what an ending. What a yeah. freaking ending. We'll get into it. Save it for the show. Um, usually we go round table with three things for each host, but we have four hosts. Maybe we'll just, maybe we'll just do two. Top two to uh, contain our excitement. And at the top of the show, I, you know, I said Dale is kind of like a horror connoisseur. Do you remember the first time you saw Friday the 13th? Friday the 13th, part one, I probably didn't watch until my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is of the core eight movies or whatever. This is probably the one I've seen the least only because, you know, the USA Network. 10 times a year would play like Friday the 13th, four through seven. So I've seen those oodles of times in my life. And at mm-hmm. some point I was probably, I, I, I must've been working at West Coast at the time, but uh, I said, you know what? I got to see these other ones. I got to get off my A, Yeah. you know, inspired by the, 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 the VHS re-releases of Star Wars. Oh my God. In 1990s, Whoa. I was inspired to go back and see Friday the 13th. And uh, 
it's now, you know, it's it's now in my rotation, but I won't watch this as much as I watch the other ones um, mm-hmm. for my comfort eating, but it's it's a classic up there all the same. Yeah, the poster is pretty classic. I think today was the first time I ever zoomed in to see that there was kids in that drawing at the poster. Is like, that really? Yeah, the the outline of the killer on the poster. Yeah. There's like a drawing of the the kids or the camp like in that image in the forest. And there was at at a certain point in my at a certain point when I had an eBay account and and money, mm-hmm. I went crazy on eBay buying movie posters. And I did buy the Friday the Thirteenth movie poster even before I saw the movie. Mm. I remember that. What's what year um, was your eBay account created? Mine's from two thousand one, nineteen ninety eight. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Making me look like an idiot. No. No. Come on. We're all in this together. <laughs> Danny, what is your history with the Friday the 13th franchise, Jason, and and this movie? Um, I don't have a history with it outside of just knowing Jason as a pop culture icon, a horror icon. Uh, and I watched this for the first time maybe a year or two ago when I started watching horror films uh, as, a, as a horror film watcher. Uh, so my, I've only seen this once. This is my second time viewing this movie. Right, you were like a born again horror fan. <laughs> born again, ago. yeah. I, I, I came to Jesus. Uh, came to Jason. Came to Jason for <laughs> uh, a good time, and yeah, this is this is only my second viewing of the, fr- the this movie, so I have no history with this franchise. What about your eBay account creation you know, date? A year. It's old. I don't know what it is. Log in right now. We can edit this. <laughs> Hold on. I don't even know. Am I even logged in? Well, I have like uh, three accounts. 2001. Oh. I mean, you know, that was you have the you have the hidden account. Right. Right. Hidden right. PayPal. You gotta right. move money around. You gotta move logins around. I don't I don't even know. Remember when we first discovered that we could buy things on eBay? Oh my gosh. I Jesus. mean, you talk about a game change. How unstoppable did you feel when you could Google a phrase? Like something you would see on TV or something, and you go and you find it on eBay because you can't find it anywhere else locally. Do you? The amount of bull crap that I bought mm-hmm. using eBay god. as a teen. Sheesh! I have to reset my past. I don't even. Oh know. my god! Hold on, dang, Proto. Okay. What about you? And, you and while, while Danny searches, let's hear about your backstory. <laughs> yeah, I had never seen Friday the Thirteenth. This is my first viewing, <gasps> and my only real exposure to to this was probably more of those video games that came out. Like I would watch some streams of these games because it was kind of like a new type of game that came out where it's like five people on a server, four people are trying to survive and one person's the killer. So this like, like maybe 10 years ago, these games started coming out and there's, I think there's like an official Friday the 13th game that came out and there's like a bunch of uh, different other ones. So that was maybe my only exposure and really to be honest, I couldn't have told you who Jason was or who Michael Myers was. Like, I, I wouldn't have known if Michael Myers was in Friday the 13th or not. Like, I was clueless because I just, like, had no exposure to these. And, I mean, honestly, I've watched this one and I, I barely understand how Jason Voorhees is a character in this series. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, that's amazing, Pro. I was going to say, my eBay account, um, don't yeah. let me blow your minds, but I actually don't have one. I've never oh, had one whoa. because I don't buy other people's trash. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Man, Fro, come on. Jeez. Where uh, do I go to see the date? 
It should just be, click on your account username. It should be on that page. Like since, yeah, since like yeah. You know. Oh, okay. Somebody walk on. the dog here. There we go. Two thousand two. Okay. That's June. Okay. Pretty good. That's, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's not bad. Since Prado, this is the first time viewing for Pro. Maybe we should hear. Let's hear from, from him. him. This is crazy. I can't. You know? This is like I love. I love Pro. I love him, and to to get these views, you know, I, I love it. Whether it's good or bad, it's amazing to to, mm-hmm. to have some fresh eyes. Lake Placid. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely Lake I, um, Placid shirt, Slim. You have. <laughs> I was very envious of these camp counselors. To think to be going to be a counselor at a camp in your, I don't know, if you're late teens or early 20s, very horny mm-hmm. with like a bunch of chicks, dudes getting freaky. I feel like I missed I missed this this opportunity. And I mm-hmm. wish I could go back um, to experience this because this looked like it would have been the time of, time of your life to have this job. Absolutely. I never had any opportunity to just go have sex for weeks at a time at a camp. <laughs> I don't know yep. what, maybe maybe the only the attractive kids were able to do this. They go to camp, they have sex constantly. Because their attractive parents already know right. the hookups, like how to get them in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. You're smoking dubs. Imagine, like even if the kids come for two weeks at a time, there's like four sets, five sets a summer, but you're there the entire time. Yeah. Imagine the, the Amazon movies you could, you could watch. <laughs> <laughs> from your purchased That's what library. we would be doing. Those kids would be having sex. We'd be the janitors of the camp. We'd be watching Amazon Prime locally downloaded movies all night while we're covering your ears trying to prevent us from hearing the humping next door. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Yeah, the Camp Crystal Lake, I mean, I just realized I'm, I'm wearing you a Camp wearing Crystal it. running Psycho. shirt and I what? didn't even realize it, but... I was my comment was like, man, Camp Crystal Lake has become a cultural thing. Like you mm. see Camp Crystal Lake merch out the friggin' wazoo. Oh, yeah. Etsy. Like, yeah, Halloween Adventure, Spirit Halloween. They oh, probably yeah, got like a whole aisle dedicated to Jason at this point. So I mean the franchise is like <clears throat> undeniable, whether or not the movies are any good, you know, as you go through the series. But it's mm-hmm. become one of those I was listening to an interview with a guy who co created Mortal Kombat and he was talking about like the lasting impact of it. And he, he called it like a forever franchise, you know, that like it will exist in some iteration and form probably forever. And he, he was like kind of comparing it to Marvel in that way, but he's, I think he's right. And I think Friday the 13th is one of those franchises that will probably always exist in some way, shape or form probably forever. What did Friday the 13th as a like, um, thing exists before the movie like on the date of the calendar like was it like oh god it's friday the 13th it's spooky season or did this put it on the map for some reason i want to say that this movie put it on the map really i want to say that because when i think of friday the 13th i don't think of anything else besides jason i remember hearing about friday the 13th just being one of those unlucky days like oh it's friday the 13th yeah i don't know if it was ever connected to the movie i might have heard it well, I was going to say I, was, I heard it when I was a kid, but this movie had already been out by that point, so who knows? I don't know. Hmm. I was thinking about my camp days as a child. You went to camp. This. Oh, I went to camp a ton. What? Not as a counselor. My parents would drop me off at camp um, in the summers by myself. No friends. Um, and I would go to camp. But then I'm watching this like, were these counselors like 
Yes. Before I got there, like oh, on yeah. my bunk bed? On your bed. Yes. Mm. I mean, I get that it was a church camp, but we know church counselors. I mean, you saw the church kids at the front of this. They're singing right. hymns Kumbaya. and then they're leaving to go. Straight to the attic then mm-hmm. of the barn. Hymned. Right. <laughs> well, that is a good point. I did go to church camp. We called it youth camp. So I went oh. to that from like the age of 12 to 17, you know, senior in high school. And then I actually did, I was like a counselor one year, but it was, it was church camp. It didn't really, it didn't really count as this. Yeah. I went to youth. This was before though. I went to like a camp in the woods before it was Um, with the church ish, but I had like youth camp, but that was all run by our own church. But I went to some random camp in the woods hmm. uh, growing up. Yeah. No friends either. My parents just dropped me off. That's hardcore dude. Right. I will say that, um, your parents Seeing got the, nuts. The, the camp bathroom, though, like immediately, I could yeah. I could smell the wet concrete of oh. a camp bathroom, which oh, is yeah. one of the most noticeable, memorable smells. The yeah. urine mixed with just like dampness at all times. Poop. A lot of other fluids. She didn't have shoes on. Ugh. She didn't have shoes on. She didn't have shower shoes on. She's, she's running through like the mud and the rain. To like get to that bathroom, like after she was done fornicating, mm-hmm. and yeah. her feet were not muddy. Like, well, what's going on here? You should have the most disgusting like mud all over your lower body from right. running through this mud to use the bathroom. But don't uh, worry, she put a raincoat on. But <laughs> <laughs> went barefoot into the woods. And then she gets back to her uh, her cabin with this. Like, she's going to use an old shirt to. She's going to let her muddy feet dry, and then use an old shirt to like bat the dirt off of her feet because. <laughs> There's nothing else you can do at that point. I mean, barefoot in the woods, you are that's a recipe for de- potential death, I feel like. One false move, your ankle's going upside down. You're getting poked with random things. Mm-hmm. Roots, tree root, the I root. don't know. Lacerations. Yeah. Danny, what's at the top of your list for this feeling? I have to, I have to say, the top of my list. I have two things. Please. Obviously. Um... <laughs> I'm going to talk about the fact that Jason isn't the killer in this. And it blew my mind. And it blows my mind every time, or the second time I've watched this. When I first watched it, you have like Jason as like the icon of Friday the 13th. And I'm just assuming we get the quick backstory in the beginning of the movie. And I thought that he'd just be the killer the entire time. My brain tells me it's Jason the entire time because of what I know of Friday the 13th. When it turns out to be his mom the whole time and Jason isn't in this, I feel like my brain exploded watching it for the first time. And it it really viscerally kind of sends me again watching it the second time. Like, Jason isn't the bad guy in this. And I'm blown away every time. And the mom, she's incredible. Yeah. Like, she's so creepy and her eyes, her even just being like short and then the sweater. Like, there's something about her that just creeps me out. Um, but I'm blown away that Jason's not the bad guy in this or just the killer at all. Like it just, it, mm-hmm. it just breaks my brain thinking about it, that we have a entire franchise devoted to him. And he was just the kid that drowned in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see him at the end, which is awesome, but I just, I'm blown away by that. The story in this. To, to think, you know, like people who go back and watch it for the first time, who know that Jason is part of pop culture, and to see that, it's kind of like earth shaking in that it's a one, you can't 
ever do that again in another franchise or another attempt because it's going to be like, oh, this is just Friday the 13th all over again. But the fact that it's done and at the at the time, you know, they probably didn't even know if they were going to make a second one with mm-hmm. featuring Jason Voorhees. But um, at the just to to know that this is like, a, a um, I don't know, like pull the wool over your eyes in in a movie and it's not and it's the and it's the cornerstone of of a franchise that the world knows over whether they've seen it or not and and to know that Jason isn't the killer but it's Jason's mother and you don't find that out until the very end mm-hmm. the i was trying to think i just looked up Friday the 13th part 2 my review i gave it two stars well, but was like the ending of this supposed to just allude to the fact that like did they mention that Jason died in this movie? I can't even remember. Like, did he drown or was he just like teased and they said he drowned? Yeah, he yeah. Drowned. Oh, he they did said drown. He drowned. Okay. Yeah, because in the, I I try to think of like what the heck is the plot of the second movie? He like is just alive and maybe everyone was lying about him drown, drowning. I don't even remember. But Bruno, what did you think of the the big reveal? <laughs> I was flabbergasted. <laughs> um that it was his mom. Um but I also felt like I couldn't make sense of how it made sense either mm. of like the one, the girl who gets killed first, I think like the, or no, not, what is it? There was like the hitchhiker, mm-hmm, right? The cook. Right. The Jeep. Yeah. She gets picked up in the Jeep. Yeah. But then there's also the guy who is like the head counselor who leaves on a Jeep. So I think that's kind of like it's a like little the same exact Jeep too. <laughs> right? They're like identical. Yeah. yeah. It's frustrating. So that was that was kind of weird, um, but yeah, the, the the idea that this doesn't even have Jason, and I'm trying to think of another comparison. It, it, but it it almost feels like if you had the fir- like a first Batman movie and Batman wasn't in it, <laughs> right. right? It's just so weird to look back. But it totally makes sense if like you make this movie and maybe they thought, oh, this is just going to be like another B movie. You know, we made it on a little budget, but it got popular, and it's like, oh, we can make a sequel. Where we're going to go with it? So. The idea of like having like that there's this giant franchise now that you see everywhere and the main character mm-hmm. wasn't even in the first movie. It's it's so it's so wild. Yeah. You have to like put yourself in the place of this movie first coming out and n- with no franchise in mind because it's like, yeah, they may drive the same kind of Jeep. But if they're trying to tease like, oh, this guy running the camp could be the killer. That's yeah. pretty a good way to do it. Like, oh, they're driving the same Jeeps without any idea of like. No one knows who Jason is at, when you're first seeing this movie in the 80s or whenever. So it's like kind of mm-hmm. genius. But for us, it's like, where's Jason? <laughs> like, yeah. where's our big man in a hockey mask brooding and killing kids? Like, this is what I was expecting. And every time I watch this, I grumble. You brought up the uh, Steve and his Jeep. I think it, it had to have been to throw the audience off. Like, mm-hmm. Steve's gone, so he must be the killer. But this, they paid this guy for one day's work. This guy's not even in the movie. He's doing nothing. Yeah. He's doing nothing. They did a pretty good job of like the red herrings, I thought. Like the old crazy man was yeah. like, remember they made a mention of oh, he's missing. He left town. No one can see him. And then the lead counselor. And then the dude that like kills the snake Ugh. and kind of, you know, acts ominously oh, yeah. after he kills the snake. Yeah, so. he was like lurking. That's the first time I noticed it in this movie too. He like lurks over the dead snake. Like they they focus on him for like three seconds of him mm-hmm. just like- yeah. Like has the bloodlust creep <laughs> side of him. Very creepy. Also, that scene is just creepy in general. Like that's a that's a that's real a snake, real snake, snake getting killed. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. That's yeah. not fake. Deep bag gross. move. 
That's just a black racer. Oddly enough, I just looked up Friday the 13th Part 2, released a year later. Steve Miner directed it. Mm. Steve Miner also directed Lake Placid. What? Pro, I got the chills. That is real. See? That is very real. He's got that uh, miner in him. Pro <laughs> got that dog in him. I only gave Part 2 two stars. I Oof. didn't really like it in 2019. I mean, mm. there's some pretty cool scenes in it, but not a whole lot of memorable moments that I can remember. Dale, what's at the top of your list for this feeling? I, I got to, well, first compliments to you guys. It's in your head. But when I do the show twice a year now, it's still hard to, to try to make a list of topics to talk about. It's, <laughs> it's, um, when I think our girl in question who, who, uh, who fixed the plumbing and then bathed herself and then cleaned <laughs> up before bed, um, when she's settling in for the night and she hears that help me in the middle of the rainstorm. Oh my God. I, I'm getting chills now thinking about <laughs> how effective that is. Placing yourself in, in the middle of the woods where you're, you're, if there's eight of you and you're all in different places in the, I mean, as soon as the sun goes down, you're effed in that place anyway. Like a cabin could be 500 feet from you, but mm -hmm. it's, it's might as well be infinity feet from you. <laughs> and then in the, it's this, it's bucket, pouring buckets and you hear help me. Like, do you just close your eyes and hope eventually the help me stops and worry yes. about the repercussions later? That's insane. You plug insane. Your, your headphones into your iPad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you start watching uh, Resident Evil, the final chapter <laughs> with noise canceling on. I mean, what we go camp, we haven't gone camping in a while, but we'll go to like a campsite and we'll have our tent set up and then you have to go to like the outdoor, you know, stall setup where there's like four bathroom and showers, but they're like, you know, 500 feet away or longer from your campsite. So I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, Oh my God, I got to pee so bad. Right. And then you have to go out at like 3am the dead of night. No way. With your phone flashlight and, and walk to that bathroom. I mean, there's, that's as scary as it gets. Yeah. You know, right. I piss in my sleeping bag. Before I did any of that, <laughs> well, I sometimes we'll have, we'll have a we'll have a dog that needs to like go out, and they're like you know rummaging around the tent, like all right, let's go out. Right. And I mean, you're thinking like, all right, if there's an animal out here, can you take that animal for right. me? Because <laughs> I'm legitimately frightened. I've seen your dogs. The dogs. The dog <laughs> is one of your dogs is taking another animal out. <laughs> I would be like, does the dog have to use the bathroom, or is the dog going to go kill a raccoon? Like I'd <laughs> right. be on edge if he's rummaging around the tent. Yes. To that point, Dale, the help me thing, that's actually kind of based in like a little bit of lore in the Appalachian Mountains because the if you talk to people who've lived there long enough, they say that like if you get into like the skinwalker business, if you hear like help me being said from the woods, you you go the other way. You don't help. And what they do is they mimic voices of people you know, like your husband, your wife, your kids. And that's like the lore in the woods in the Appalachian. Like you don't, if someone, if you hear help me, you you start going the other way slowly. You don't Jesus. run. Like it's it's a real thing. If you, if you search like Appalachian help me, it, yeah. you're going to find videos of people recording something in the woods what? saying help me. I need me. to look up this. My oh, you God. don't know about this. No, I, never I thought seen you would that. Know. I never knew that there was like videos of people yeah, there's, recording. And that's like, 
how much do you want to believe these people? Mm-hmm. But then you can kind of tell if like they're faking it. But then you could tell like people who are actually scared of what's happening. You can you can see real fear. Oh my god! But help me is like a it's like a thing you hear in like the Appalachian stories where you just hear it in the woods. You don't respond to it. You don't call back to it. You don't acknowledge it. And that's the thing. Like when I heard it in this when I this time I'm like, oh yeah, don't go out there. <laughs> yeah, don't. right. Nope. No one's asking for help. You're gonna get killed. Pro, have you ever heard voices in your camping up in the mountains trips? Um, voices at night? No, but um, I have definitely been uh, freaked out that I'm not going to be able to get back to the tent because you don't realize how how dark it is. Even with a mm. flashlight, it's like you got like a little spotlight in front of you and then just blackness everywhere. So... Um, I remember me and my friend, we wanted to go look at the stars. So we had our, our campsite up the hill, but then we had to, we had to walk down. We had to like cross two streams. Oh my God. Um, and it's like, you can't like you, you, during the day you're trying to like look around and like, all right, here's landmarks. So I know, but then at night it's a totally different game and you can very easily just, you take one wrong step and you're done. You're you're not finding anything. Um, so I haven't I haven't heard voices, but um, I had that. But the funny thing about youth camp was there was we'd always play a game. I think it was called Fugitive, where people would go out and yes. hide in the woods, and then you other teams would have to find them with flashlights. Every year there was a twelve year old who got lost. Yep. <laughs> Help! Help me! <laughs> so in reality, you did hear some of those voices. <laughs> Kill it! <laughs> Demonic mimicry. The I guess my first point is I I love the kills in this movie. I thought they were all pretty rough. Nasty. Um, the one like the was it the knife or the poker from underneath the bed, the bunk Kevin bed? Bacon's oh death. yeah, Kevin Bacon's throat. Oh. Um, it's funny, you know, the HD version of this. I didn't, I don't think I. Where did I stream this? Maybe it was Max. Uh, no 4K, but even the HD of the transfer of this movie, you can see kind of like the skin discoloration on like you know the fake neck, trying to compare to like Kevin Bacon's, and I think there was another throat slashing scene where it was like, you know, more greenish looking skin mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. the human skin. Um, but even so, I thought they were all pretty cool. Like that, that one girl got like an ax to the head. Nasty. And then yeah. of course the decapitation scene, which yeah. is just baller. In With her opinion. hands like still moving <laughs> yeah, after the decapitation happens. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. I think this was uh, from the master of horror himself, Tom Savini. Tom maybe Savini. Did some work on this movie. So yeah, that, that's, my, that's my main point. I think they all hold up pretty well. They're pretty cool. The Kevin Bacon one is in my notes. I, I think I thought I remembered it from the first time. So I was just kind of waiting the second time. And it it's a bit, it's a growth. Like it's really bad. I don't know why it's, it's so like even watching, I know we'll talk about Hellraiser at some point and how gross that stuff is. But for me, that just the one arrow through the throat. It just sends me bad. Like it's yeah. like nothing else. There's there's his facial reaction, but the sound and just the visual of it is really mm-hmm. it's really unsettling. Yeah, yeah. There's like a nice little delay before that of him just like <laughs> yeah sitting there in He's the like bed. You're like, what's going to happen here? You know, and it's like a minute later he gets the poker through the throat. I like that. Like he lets it get all the way through his neck. Like if something, if I'm laying in a camp bed and the instant you something slightly pokes my neck, right? I'm jumping, he lays there for the whole thing. He's like, maybe it'll stop. Maybe, maybe it'll stop. <laughs> Feeling a strong pain if in the back of my neck. Now it's in the middle move, of my neck. 
It'll stop. It's in the middle of my trachea. Yeah, I also forget that he's in this. I feel like yeah. people talk about Johnny Depp in the first Nightmare on Elm Street a lot, but I never hear Kevin Bacon in Friday the 13th yeah. as much. How about the uh, that grimy pillow he's laying on? That's been <laughs> God, in there since 58 when oh the previous God. camp counselors died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wrote down Kevin Bacon's tr- uh, swim trunks. Mama oh, Mia. Those mercy. things were painted on. Cripes <laughs> alive. If I had a body like Kevin's, Kevin Bacon, I'd probably wear tr- swim trunks like that too. I just wouldn't yeah. do it if I looked like Kevin Bacon like that. <laughs> What's the point? Uh, probably final, final point. My second point was going to be Kevin Bacon because I was flabbergasted seeing him in this. Um, and I'm looking at his filmography now. So this came out in 1980. It says he was in Animal House in 1978. That's like his first uh, billing. I don't, I don't even... I don't know if he had like a major role in that. I don't remember Animal House. Um, so, and then it was 84 when he did Footloose. So I don't know if that was like the first movie that really put him on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty early for for Kevin, uh, 1980. Would love to do a um, Footloose episode. <sighs> FYI. Legend, legendary ne- movie. Next Friday. You have the power. <laughs> <laughs> we just devote Friday the 13th to Kevin Bacon. To Kevin Bacon movies. <laughs> <laughs> there's the scene where I think it's it's after they were swimming and then they're walking back and there's like fla- a light uh, a flash of lightning and it's clearly like someone just like turned a spotlight on <laughs> Kevin Bacon it like doesn't look like a flash of lightning at all <laughs> it's really endearing uh, uh, production there um, I have another note how many times can Kevin Bacon orgasm it seemed like they were yeah. He he was doing something special. Machine. Yeah. Machine. <laughs> uh, it was a different time. In camp, anything is possible. Anything <laughs> <laughs> can happen at camp. Were those were those all your final points or are you drifting your your honorable mention? Your no, honorable those are just Kevin my Bacon Kevin Bacon, Bacon <laughs> points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. So who was next? I guess it was Danny. Final point? Sure. Um, I love the ending with uh, the the final girl. After she's decapitated, she's spent the night on the boat in the middle of the lake. And then mm-hmm. kid Jason comes out of the water and kind of drowns her or whatever. Uh, and then she wakes up in the hospital. I like the um, almost fantastical element to that storyline of, you know, he's still alive. Uh, but she either not imagine, she didn't imagine it cause they tell her that all the kids are dead, but like them not finding Jason's body or they're telling, she's telling him he's still alive in the lake or whatever. I, I really like that ending. I think it's a lot of fun, especially after the bamboozle of it's Mrs. Voorhees the whole time. And, but Jason, they, he looked gross coming out of that water. It's just, it was really yeah. rad. I really mm-hmm. like that ending. He looks so foul. Yeah. Coming out of that water. The algae alone. Yeah. I, I always forget that that's not like the real ending. And then she does wake up in the hospital and it's kind of like vague mm-hmm. if that ever did happen. And if Jason is alive, I always just think that that like ends almost on like a freeze frame of her getting pulled into the water, but that's not the case. That's great. That's a great ending. Dale, final point. The... The way um, 
Enos, 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 the uh, truck driver at the, at the beginning mm. drives the hitchhiker like <laughs> to Crystal Lake or close to Crystal Lake. I mean, they're in the car for 20 minutes, a half hour. He could do a better job of not being a dick and explaining <laughs> to her exactly why she shouldn't be going to this camp. Right. It's just like, there's all these, it's all left vague. You're really going, huh? You're crazy. You're, and, and like, they're just trading barbs back and forth. She's like, you're an American original. Like, he's just like calling her a piece of shit for going to this camp. Nobody knows. Like, maybe tell her. Maybe spend some time explaining to her exactly what happened and why maybe mm-hmm. uh, he's calling her crazy to begin with and why everybody in the diner is treating her like a like a foreign object. Mm. Yeah, I mean, what is what is the... How many people were killed... That like is the horrifying part of Camp Crystal Lake. Were all two. the kids killed? Just the two? Just the two. The and year- then they bring up fires. There was fires too. Oh yeah, they do bring up fires in the in the <clears throat> diner. Yeah, I was trying to think of like what it because I, I honestly couldn't remember. Like, is it really that bad? You know, how many years ago they just shut the camp down? Like, is it is it that horrifying? Like, yes, <laughs> yeah, two kids were killed, but like they make it sound like a hundred children were murdered and like burned alive. Like, oh my god, you're going to Camp Crystal Lake? You can't go to Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> you know, I think there yeah. may have been like more happenings afterwards every year, and then they finally shut it down. I think the fires at the diner were like a second year or a different year. Gotcha. I don't have a final point. I'll just look through my honorable menchies. I like the music. I was getting psycho vibes. That's exactly what I wrote down. I wrote mm-hmm. down knockoff Jaws slash psycho music. Yeah. yeah. It really goes hard. It's iconic. The ch ch ch. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so good. I get, I love when that starts the movie up. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like the first thing you hear. But the way that old dude rode his bike, like his back was stiff as a board. <laughs> it's, it's almost like he's standing upright riding that bike. Blow <laughs> my mind. Also, there's just that long shot of him riding his bike away. Yeah. Like into the woods. It was like a 30 second shot of this old man riding his bike away from the girl. <laughs> oh, that's old Ralph. He's, oh, yeah. And he's hiding he, in the pantry. Yes. He's yeah. like suddenly in the pantry for what reason? Oh, the music too, uh, Slim. Yeah. It also, the piano stuff really reminded me of Twin Peaks too. Oh, interesting. There's mm. a lot of vibes. Harry Manfredini. I liked I liked the the whole final segment with Mrs. Voorhees. I love her, you know, entrance. She just comes out of that Jeep, you know, like mm. the sweater on and everything. Her knife that she has like at her side. So cool. I, I'd like to ask Pro, at what point did he, Pro, what at what point did you know that she was the killer? Like as soon as she appeared on the screen? Yeah, I think like when she showed up, but um some of the some of my notes, like I was just assuming it was Jason because like that's what I thought it was. So I have mm-hmm. like one of my notes. I said, so he was under the bed the whole time they were porking, <laughs> just thinking that like Jason's just under the bed waiting for them and then kills Kevin Bacon. So I like, yeah, I, I had I had no leads. I mean, I thought it was the Jeep guy too. So I think the movie mm-hmm. does a pretty good job of yeah the, with the misdirection. She has a pretty fun old lady yell. Although the wiki specifically calls her out as middle-aged woman for some reason. Um, in my head, she's just an older woman. Yeah. She goes like, Mwah! at one point, I think, during the, <laughs> during the fight, which cracked me up. She put her all into that. And she was segment. going, yeah, she was going all out during yeah. their fight. Like that beach fight scene, her head gets lopped off. So those are, I, those are all of my notes. Um, I, think I, might bu- I might bump up my rating to four stars in this viewing. Nice. A lot of fun. 
Mm-hmm. Love her sweater, fashion icon, Mrs. Voorhees. Oh yeah. So I had a great time. I remember uh, um, twenty at minute twenty four. There's twenty four minutes left in the movie. That's when everybody else is gone. It's just Alice and Mrs. Voorhees at twenty four minute. Like the tw- that whole end sequence is a pretty cool finale. The way it's paced because it's twenty four minutes a movie. It's a long time to uh, have Alice kind of like struggling and dealing with mm-hmm. the fallout. I liked I I like when uh, Pamela shows up on screen because you know you don't know right away she's the killer, but pretty quick she kind of implicates herself. She doesn't waste any time like yeah giving herself away because you know of the tragedies that have befallen her and her family. Mm-hmm. I like that she's talking to Jason too. I think that's a really interesting aspect. She's not just like avenging Jason by murdering kids or counselors. I mean, she has like losing her mind talking to him, but then we come to the realization that Jason is still alive somehow. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Proto final thoughts. Brady. Well, now I feel like I understand why like the core mechanic of these games too (laughs) is basically you're trying to, do like different things to escape from the killer. But if the killer finds you, they then have to like run away and hide again. And that's really what happens in the last 20 minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like scene yeah. after scene of the ke- killer catching up to her and her just like getting away and then like running away and hiding. And then like, well, what do I do next? Well, I guess I'll do something different and like goes out and like find each other again. Um, so it's all making sense now. How about that, that guy shooting the arrow when the girl was oh, standing right next. What kind of hazard pay did she get for that? It's <laughs> crazy. That, that guy is a psycho. But even was then, it, I was about to say it like ruins any chance he had, but like 30 seconds later, she's laughing. Oh yeah. Almost endeared right. by the whole thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Psychotic. Is he the one that killed the snake too? I don't I'm think so. Sure. Different, I can't tell. Different guy, maybe. Different white boy. He's the one that mm-hmm. did the uh, bogey accent. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Um, do I need a pair of cutoff jeans? Yes. Next vacation, maybe. Proto in, yeah, yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Just wear everything Kevin Bacon wore in this movie. (laughs) That's the only clothes you can bring. Uh, I like the, I like where she's barricading the door, but I'm pretty sure the door opens outwards. (laughs) I had that same thought. (laughs) Can we wake up? Uh... But yeah, I I had a good time with this. Um, I, you know, it's it's hard to know because there's so many things that have come after it that have uh, just replicated what they did here. Mm. So I wonder. I wish I would know what it like felt like to see this when it was released. You know, if it felt like fresh and like this was you know all unique. Um, but it's such a great idea for a story of like setting at a camp. It's such like a natural fit to a, a slasher story so it, it it makes so much sense i don't i don't know if that, like that continues in the later movies like it's still at a camp um but it's like the perfect setting for this type of story so i had a good time i'm at three stars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice win mm-hmm. beautiful danny one i one thing i love is how they film um they do like that handheld kind of peeking behind yeah. the tree stuff and it it makes you feel like you're the killer looking at them but then like the can't the the counselors would like turn and they could easily have seen someone there. So like, it's, it's a really cool effect. I don't know what it does. Like there's like, you're peeking, you're, you're sneaking with 
like you're acting like the killer, but then all of a sudden you, you become just the audience again. And I really liked that. I thought that was really smart and clever. And, and I really, this is like one of those like few movies where I just wish I had been there for the release. Like I'm still at four stars for this. I really love this film. Um, I really wish I had like zero info coming into it of, or like, you know, years and years and years of Jason knowledge, like uh, osmosis through never even mm-hmm. seeing a Jason film, just knowing the story and his drowning. I, I kind of wish I had none of that coming into this because I really think I would enjoy it more. I love the shot of when she's barricaded herself in the, in the, in the pantry and Miss Vorsey's had like, she cuts away at the, the wood and she like peeks through. What a yeah. fucking great shot of her. Like she's so creepy and it's just her peeking in like very much like Kubrick shining, uh, vibes of that uh, mm-hmm. that shot. I really love that. Um, so I'm at four stars. I I really enjoy this film. Mm. I don't know if I'll continue the stories because anything that goes to like Jason X, I'm <laughs> probably not going to enjoy at that point. But for this first one, I have a great time watching it. I will say, uh, part two, part two is very, um, the the storyline. Uh, of part two is really related to part one in terms of like references to Jason's mother mm. and, uh, and Alice in the beginning of the movie. So it's, it might be worth watching part two as well. Okay. Um, but you know, that's, I'm not telling you to do it. You don't have to do it. Just tell me to do it. And I'll do it Dale. <laughs> I might rewatch part two. It's been a few years. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think what the, why I, I had part two at four stars. I was looking at it slim. So I don't like, I, I wonder what the, Difference wise, I was, why I was so sour on it. I remember there's one where Jason, well, actually, the, remember the dude from Return of the Living Dead with the suspenders? The yeah. The one guy who gets sick. He's yeah. in one of these and he's wearing suspenders. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing the what? same outfit. What the? But yeah. I remember there's one that starts out with like some teens resurrecting Jason. Remember, he's like in a grave mm-hmm. and they put like a piece of like iron or steel in his body and it gets electrocuted and he gets My like God. brought back to life. It was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's a Horshack from Welcome Back, Cotter. Resurrects <laughs> Jason. Isn't there a three D one? Is it is three in three D? Yeah, three is in three D. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts, Dale. Rating. Um, I will say, uh, Danny, you brought up when uh, Mrs. Voorhees busts through the pantry. Mm-hmm. That that the beginning of that struggles. I mean, she is taking swings with that machete. Like <laughs> yeah. you can tell, it's not. They're just being careful around these, maybe as a foam machete, but she's, this older woman is really putting herself, uh, giving herself away to this uh, role because uh, from, from this is like two human beings having it out, like struggling to stay alive and not get killed. And, and the, the final 20 minutes of the movie are all that. And with, uh, with uh, Pamela Voorhees or, um, as the killer, it's really, a uh, cool to see the two struggling and like trying to choreograph these struggles because it's not just like you're fighting Michael Myers or, or Jason Voorhees where these, these big lumbering hulks that, you know, you just blow them up or, or, you know, it's like a, a, a bit, a little bit of a fight, but you know, you can't take, you can't take them all one-on-one. So mm. it's like, it's, a, it's a kind of a real and it's cool that it's, that it's like real in that yeah. way. Um, I picture at one point, I think Alice is still in the barricaded um, Monopoly room 
and she's kind of like uh, wondering what the F is going down and the dead body comes through the window. I picture Pamela Voorhees like throwing the dead body and then running away right. to the Jeep. Like she's got it all mapped out. Like she's got to have that body staged so she can get it through the window and then run away in the darkness to get in her Jeep so she can then pull up. I love the idea of her like slipping in the mud trying to run away and she's like readjusting herself, right. getting all her hands, getting back up, right? Her, her dead little lifts. legs. Her deadlifts to lift that body? Are yeah. you kidding me? She's yeah. sure way. Yeah. Voorhees blood. the way pamela goes down after getting beat with the cast iron pot um the first time she gets knocked out like that's and uh, she get hit in the back or like is something knocks her out that looks like it should knock her out i think she got like hit on her back and she's like alcohol um did the invention of moisture wicking clothing make the shirtless man a (laughs) non-issue Like Steve, uh, Pro could resurrect the look with the cutoff jeans and whatnot, but you just, I mean, does that body exists? I'm sure behind, underneath a man, but I'm right. just so far away, distant from this sort of idea anymore. <laughs> um, I'm a four stars. I'm just talking to my friends about it. I kind of want to bump it up to four and a half stars. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The friend zone. Yeah. The friend what zone happens. is, is guaranteed. Happens cushion star cushion four and a half stars is this happening four and a half this is happening how many 4k's of this movie do you own (laughs) (laughs) how many box sets has this in it um i own one one version of the 4k i do have the 4k box set um Mm. do i the show there was a there was a period of like i don't know if it was last year year before but there was like constant friday the 13th 4k it was disgusting news sale prices Mm. maybe I'm conflating that with Halloween because I feel like there was like a Halloween 4K box set and then it was rare that the 4Ks were sold separately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many 4Ks. But you're right Dale, about the Friday the 13th as well. Yeah, it's bad. Dale, do you have a, fr- a favorite of the franchise? Personal favorite is part seven. My God. But it is um, only because I saw it at an impressionable time and I liked the inclusion of certain like supernatural elements to it it is one of the worst rated <laughs> but it is my personal favorite and i think part four is my highest rated of the bunch mm. they do like a freddy versus jason stuff right that's terrible yeah freddy versus jason is uh came out in the early 2000s i think hmm. isn't there one where he's in space jason x is in jason yeah. x which is a, the concept alone is kind of cool you know it, it looks like a sci-fi made-for-TV movie. Like, look, I yeah. watched it. Amanda and I went through all of these a couple of years ago. I feel um, the the I feel bad. You know, the woman in that she's like an android. She's like, I always think of her as like the poor man's Katie Sackoff <laughs> in that movie, and that's mean. If she's listening right now, I, I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> with, a, with apologies to the actor who played the android. Yeah. Can't wait for the David Gordon Green reboot of Friday the 13th. I mean, that Exorcist, I don't know when this is dropping. Maybe it'll be old news, but as a recording, that Exorcist movie's getting dumb. Yeah. I just got a a notification from the Regal app that I should Mm -hmm. see the Exorcist in 4DX. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) What kind of living nightmare situation would that be? (laughs) Let me see. What's the rating at right now? 2.7. 
So it's it's hitting Halloween ends territory. I feel mm-hmm. like once oh Halloween ends or the middle one came out, it was like down the tubes real quick. Slim is gonna watch this and say, This is my Phantom Menace or something <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I almost what did I almost reviewed? I almost reviewed uh, Hellraiser two as like this is my Dune part two. Something, something stupid. I love it. <laughs> I almost use that one. I want to watch Hellraiser two again because you guys have been watching it and I'll oh my God, reread Dale. my view. I just need to fire it up. I just need like sinewy horn in my life oh, yeah. again. The goop alone coming yeah. from those bodies in Hellbound. And just like the pursuit of the next level. That's what I love about Hellraiser. It's just like somebody yeah. is just trying. They don't know what the next level is. But they but, want it. But they want to get there. Yeah. And they're just like sacrificing. Yeah. They're just horny while they're doing it. Like the pleasure and the pain aspect. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I, like I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> it's an amazing concept of chasing that dragon. <laughs> Uh, for those listening, if you enjoyed our conversation with our close personal friend, Dale, check out the Bat and Spider podcast for, yes. for the muck, the grime of cinema. What is, what's on the outlook this month? What's one movie that you can uh, talk about? Maybe it's out already, but what's the, what's, what's coming up? <laughs> oh, the pause for editing. No. <laughs> the face Dale just made. I got to talk about what, what's coming up. I just added I added one of the movies to my watch list or one one list that was announced. He just announced it. Spider Baby? Was it Spider Baby? Oh yeah. Is it the Spider coming up this uh this episode Spider Baby. Uh we're tr- we we've it is known that Bat and Spider we kind of like do marsh we'll do anything now as long as it's like in our wheelhouse. It's uh yeah. it may not be horror, but in October we are sticking to horror. So mm. next up Spider Baby starring Lon Chaney Jr. It's a 1967 movie. Uh-oh. The werewolf himself. Who hates Lon Chaney Jr.? Is that that's, Proto that's or is me. that's Proto? Yeah. Chuck does too. You have like a vendetta against him. <laughs> it's sick. Yeah. It's Three and a half star average though, Spider Baby on Letterboxd. Mm. We'll see. That, that episode's probably out already. So hopefully you folks uh, check out the pod. Dale, thanks for coming on. Uh, and we'll see everybody on the next episode. Seventy Millimeter is a tape deck production featuring original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual Guidance and V'ger, the robot who loves movies, provided by Pertalexis. Producer at large, Dale underscore A. And music composed by Cinematric. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me, Slim. Support our Patreon for access to our VHS Village Discord to talk movies with new friends, access to our exclusive episodes in the 70mm vault, discounts on merch, uncut episodes, and a physical membership card mailed to you. To check out other Tape Deck podcasts, find the link in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links on 70mmpod.com. Goodbye. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast.